in the cabbage. Right, let's get it. Test, test, test. Yeah, we're live. Welcome to In the Cabbage. <laughs> this is crazy. This is pretty bananas right now <laughs> that we're actually doing this. I'm Tommy Sweat. Andrew Witt. Please subscribe. Please listen. Please download. Like. Just a reminder. Keep swinging. Welcome back to In the Cabbage. I'm your boy, Tommy Swain. To my right, or your left, Andrew Witt. Yo, yo, yo. We're back for another banger. You know, just cranking these episodes out. Reliable. Week by week, baby. Week by week. Unlike the Chargers, can't trust them Jesus for Christ. anything. You can get one half of good football from the Chargers. You get one half where the offense works. You get one half where the defense works. And the whole game, the coaching sucks. You, you said the Chargers, and it immediately deflated my mood. Yeah. I come in with the yo, 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 what up? And I just go radio silent for a good 15 there. I mean, he needs to get fired. It's, it's for sure needs to happen. I think it's in the works. I think we just roll right into this topic because you sent me a post on Instagram. Right. And it is about Harbaugh mm-hmm. coming on over from Michigan. Right. Go win yourself a natty, uh, a national championship real quick. They and then, should. And then come on over to the boys over in L.A. for the better blue team that's in L.A. I mean, I don't know. More potential. Right for sure. More potential. Way 100%. more potential. And we need a little bit of leadership. And I think Harbaugh is going to bring that. He's a very experienced coach. Coach for the 49ers. Very successful over at Michigan. Clearly does whatever it takes to win. All for that. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, whether the rumors are true or not, at least his organization wants to win. And they're trying to win. Where it feels like the Chargers are just doing everything in their power not to win. It looks bad at times, dude. And it, the at overall energy levels, it's all over the place. It's really high at some points. And then when things just start going bad, everyone just starts hanging their head. Here we go again. Right. And it's just like, it, I get it. Okay, maybe maybe the Chargers are cursed, but like, goddamn, boys, don't play into it. Right? They're like they like just want to. It's believe like it, it. Yeah, it's like it's their identity at this point. <laughs> Let's fucking change it up a little bit, my right. guys. We've had some stellar players in the Chargers, all Great. time players, and they still can't get multiple dubs of like, whether you, whether you can't stand philip rivers or not because i was not really a big fan of philip and how he carried himself on the field great great quarterback going to be in the hall of fame you got lt you know you got antonio gates that was a pretty pretty special squad that was rolling through for about three to five years pretty, my favorite pretty recently of that little era sean merriman yeah i mean what a special player that guy i mean is. the light switch Dance was electric in, in itself. I we got to do a, a top like three uh, nicknames or something like that. And, and oh yeah, eventually I, that, that's, that's good. a good one. The light because the light switch is up there, dude. Are you kidding me? The light switch dance was electric. <laughs> it was the light switch dance, and it was Ray Lewis's tunnel entrance dance um, into the game. Those two dances alone get you more fired up than anything else. Yeah. And it, they're so simple, but it's just pure raw energy. Yeah, and you can it. It translates over the TV. Let me tell you, it does. Man, and, you would get uh, fired up. And there was a moment in this last game. It was a brief moment, but we scored our first touchdown. And there was maybe a little glimmer of hope against the Ravens. And Gerald Everett caught this touchdown pass and bullied his way into the end zone. Do you remember this? And yes. he gets up and he does the Ray Lewis dance. Love that against the right Ra- against the Ravens. I do. I didn't recognize him the dance right away because I was just hype. He scored it. I think I walked away after he scored it. Okay, but I'll I'll play the clip because the because the man got got hype and got with it. Love and it. And I thought that might have been the spark to get us back into it. Nope. And then we just go back in our old ways. There we so suck, man. It's I I'm sorry I dragged you into this. Just really really high hopes of a season, and you know here we are. Football in, in true is, Charger fashion. is really demoralizing like that because the, there's not enough games yeah. to make up uh, a chance. Like fantasy football, your your season could be done at 0-4. Mm-hmm. It's hard to come back from because then you might start turning around and you start putting up 
115, 122, 118. And you're just catching L's because you're just going against every single person that's going off against you. It's just kind of chance. Yeah. It's kind of luck. And football seems very similar in that way where you go NFL, you go 0 and 4. Like your season's done. Like the Chargers' season's done. They, they are not mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, but you might as well write it off. Unless the only thing that would save us right now is a coach firing. Yeah. Because then, then the boys might rally. But they're not going to do that, I don't think, this year. I think they're going to ride it out regardless. Give them this year. Problem is, well, I don't know our um, special, like, coaches, like, specialized coaches for, like, DBs or running backs or linemen. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the offensive coordinator. I don't know a ton about the defense coordinator. But, like, my point is that I don't know who would step into that new head coach. I think role. our head coach calls the defense. Yeah, but I'm sure there's... Is there a defensive coordinator? I don't think so. I think our head coach is our defensive coordinator. So are you only allowed a defensive or an offensive coordinator and then the head coach has the other? No, you're allowed to have both. But sometimes head coaches will just call their defenses or offenses. Right. Okay. I thought there was still a defensive coordinator, though. There could be. Scheming. For sure. Helping. The head coach, because overall he's. I just a, can't think of his name. I just know the offensive coordinator. I know our head coach. I remember nothing of our defensive coordinator. Yeah. Probably a pretty good thing because he sucks. So he's just hiding in the back drinking Gatorade. Sure, he's like, oh, Brandon Staley's a, a defensive guru, so he's calling all the shots. It ain't right. falling on me. Right, defensive guru. What um crazy thing to be known for is like the defensive side of the ball where you can do shifts and you won't have to react on the offense. So much harder to be like a defensive guru than I think an offensive guru. Sure. Because offensive guru, you can just be super creative. Like the Chargers, like hook and ladder play they ran. Mm -hmm. Like all that stuff can be very cool to do and easier than it is for like a defense because you have to react. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot more film and picking up techniques and stuff like that. And it's like, what would they potentially audible to? So then you can potentially change your coverage. What hot routes do they like to to run? Right. Right. Talking about defensive specialists, Draymond Green. Also in the headlines again for not a super pleasant thing. Um, basically, got the, the two teams got into a fight pretty early in the game. Um, it was um, Minnesota. Yeah, because yes. he because he was choking out Rudy. Rudy, and I just wanted to talk about it real quick because I find it to be crazy. <laughs> like there was pushing and shoving going on. Who the situation, a reaction, or just Draymond Green in general? Draymond Green in general, and the situation. It's clear that his team likes him, so it, it's got to speak volumes to the type of person he is off the court. And what he brings to the Golden State Warriors must be so hard to find. Or he's brainwashed him. Or he's brainwashed him. <laughs> or like, you know, know like, it's crazy to think that this guy is still on a team right now. Doesn't bring much offensively. Defensively still, I'm sh- like, I think a good defensive player. He's almost phased out. As a, not just because of his athleticism, yeah, he's much slower than he once was, but also because the NBA is now bigger. I was, yeah, what I was going to say, it's also a, a skill thing, too. Yeah, he's just not... He's a little phased out. He's just, to me, just doesn't really fit the mold. I think that's why they went and got Chris Paul, is because Chris Paul can now be the offensive general mm-hmm. and the offensive guidance for this team rather than Draymond playing more minutes for that guidance. Because sure. Draymond ran the offense for all intensive purposes. That's what he claims and what I've heard on podcasts is the law of the offensive stats start with Draymond. Mm-hmm. Because he comes up from the key, catches the ball, and then there's a lot of on-ball screens with him and Draymond. A lot of him reads from him and Clay. Right, right. That we all ran constantly. Um, no, that's kind of Chris Paul's job. Mm-hmm. But I think Draymond... Is crazy. I mean, nothing. I mean, I've seen podcasts of him. He seems like a decent guy off the court, but that's that's bananas. Just going up and choking another NBA player like that. Yeah, no, it is. And also, I I don't I don't know. It's just weird because we do see all of the Golden State Warriors head coach, staff, Clay. You know, all these guys 
are going on live television and saying, oh, like, no, Draymond's like, you know, the glue. He does all this, blah, blah, blah. It's weird to hear that and us looking in, not seeing any of it and, and only seeing him just being a major ass on the court, just being a menace. To even do his own team. Punched Jordan Poole last year. Exactly. That was what I was, <laughs> was going to bring that up next, dude. Punched like, his own teammate. I mean, that's like, I get, now I can kind of understand why. Jordan Poole, prior to that season happening, wasn't known as this douche that I catch him to be now. Like, kind of this know-it-all, I can do these certain things on the court that people can't type of vibe I'm getting from him. And I bet you he was just even worse that summer. And Draymond probably wanted to put him in his place. But, like, he can't do that. Not your teammate. Like, it's just... Maybe a shove? Sure. A shove... Like getting in his face, right? Hard foul about competing, whatever. Not straight out of the gates throwing a haymaker to his grill. Kind of like not even looking at him either. It's almost a cold cock. Yeah. So when you do that, like your team's never the same. When another person punches somebody else that isn't Steph Curry, because you can do it as a superstar, right? Michael Jordan famously punched Steve Kerr. Mm. And the team still went on and did and won championships. Sure. Okay. So you have to be a more famous person to throw a punch. You got to like be that, Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal. That or maybe the situation was a little bit better, right? Like, right. Like it's just Draymond is just known to be a dick, like choking out that play. It just felt like he elevated this, the situation to such a high degree because of the choking. Right. And it was not even that elevated to begin with because it was only pushing, shoving. Obviously, there was some, probably some name calling. Grabbing, for sure. Like, right. throwing around uh, yeah, Granted, stuff, Granted, the, um, you know, Clay Thompson's jersey got mm. ripped and blah, blah, blah. But, like, really? We got to go and, like... And also, Rudy Gobert was not even really affiliated with what was going on. No. He just went in there and grabbed the first person he saw. And and then Draymond just came in storming like an idiot and grabbed him and choked him out. And then he always goes back like, I know who I am. I know the type of person I am. On and off the court. Like, it, like it's always this mantra of like, it wasn't that big of a deal. I know who I am. My family could forgive me. I got to look in the mirror. It's like, yeah, you do have to look in the mirror, but you're also a public figure. So you can't just look in the mirror. You got to look at everyone else. And you're sure. setting an awful example for your team. One, like, I'm sure your team was like, cool, get our back. I'll hunt great. But like at the same time, it's like more unwanted press, more eyes on you. Not making the dynasty look great by any means. Not ha holding this team that once is really like crazy stats and multiple championship runs and wins and it's not a good look not a great look for the dynasty no. and it's just you're just kind of shitting on what you're building in golden state by continually doing things like this yeah buddy i i mean i couldn't agree more and it's just another person that's kind of like that is just pat bev to me better though recently but it, but it is much better like and he doesn't really have he does it in a different way where it's annoying, but it's all within, it's within the game. And it's never something that is um, something that's taken off the court too much. He does talk a little bit of trash off the court, but actually he just kind of plays with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, he does it the right way. Uh, if you're talking the three biggest instigators in the NBA being Draymond Green, um, him, and then there's a guy from Houston, he, I can't, Dylan Brooks. Oh, Those three guys, Yep. He Patrick Beverly does it the best. You would want Patrick Beverly on your team. Over those three guys, because at least he brings some shooting. So does, you know, Dylan Brooks, but he just does it better. Dylan Brooks brings out the anger in people. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it does the opposite effect. Like Draymond's just an idiot. He can ruin team chemistry. And you kind of have to have him on the court because I'm sure his ego is just crazy. Um, but Dylan Brooks. Like, just doesn't really I don't know, bring the chemistry. He also, yeah, I know. He seems like he's kind of almost standoffish to his team at times. And then he makes, last last year at, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, my bad. He, he makes play, he makes teams play harder against him. Yes. Like Dylan Brooks makes players like LeBron 
yeah. want to murder him. That was exactly where I was going because right. there was a, they met in what the semifinals in the Western conference last year. Yeah. And it was a trouncing. I don't know what exactly what he was calling off or calling LeBron, but it was some form of wash and, you know, old man, all that kind of stuff. After he was done putting up like 28, 8, I think it was, eight, the, like I think it was the, the playing or something. It was like the first, first round. Is that what it was? Yeah. Because Houston wasn't that great to get past that. And like we pretty much bulldozed him. Um, well, whatever it was, LeBron just proceeded to basically destroy remove, him, remove him from his team, the Timberwolves, the, the Grizzlies, he, Grizzlies. Yeah, the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies. Basically removed him from the Grizzlies. They benched him yeah. that series, and then they released him later. Yeah, like just benched him, couldn't play, and then see you later. And now he's playing for the Rockets. He's having, yeah. Is he having any success over there? He's not doing bad. He's not, you know, like he's just he back just to his average, you know, 12, shooting three, okay, three. playing good D, you know. Sure. There'd be times he'd pop off out of nowhere, like he, back in the day. He was much yeah. better offensive player than he is currently. I definitely watched him a couple years back and thought that he could actually be a, a good, solid role player. Yeah, like he seemed like he could be um, what Austin Reeves is currently. Mm -hmm. That man's having a great season off the bench. He's he's bouncing back right now, and I love in what um, Ham is now doing with the rotation with the squad now with the boys and having him come off the bench. Yeah, That's it just great. seems to work better. I think him, and he and he closes games too. I think that's big for a guy coming off the bench that you're like, hey, you're gonna ride the, you're gonna start the on the bench because we want your energy coming off the bench to add into sparks of offense and running our floor, and you could come in for multiple people. Where when you have like Tyrone Prince coming in, like it's just like, eh, I'd rather have Austin Reeves kind of get the energy switched really fast. I think it also plays really, really well because Austin Reeves has a very, very high basketball IQ. Yeah. Understands the game. And once you get LeBron and a couple of those main pieces out off the starting squad, you need someone to kind of, you know, be the gen the floor general of that second squad, those like seven, eight, nine players that are kind of right. coming in and working in that's where Reeves can really excel and he, can, um, he finishes a lot of games for us yeah he does like not just like being in the game but finishing offensively as well he's like, subtly big like bucket big yeah. defensive stop I agree dude he's subtly like uh, very much our like kind of sneaky MVP of the team yeah I, I'm really glad that he turned it around because it got really worrisome there for a hot second which it always does when you sign a player back after first year of really a blowout season, you're like, is that, was that just kind of a Jeremy Lin thing? Or was that a Jordan Poole thing? Right. <laughs> like, and it seems like he's exactly who I thought he would be. Like a really great, any on anyone's team, a great third option, mm -hmm. a perfect third option. Could finish games for you. It's got the clutch factor, not afraid of the big shots but really can't lead a team. I wouldn't say you would want him as your second offensive option yet on a team, but he fills in a perfect third role. Mm -hmm. um, awesome, Reeves, if you're listening, you know, golf podcast over here as well. Ooh. I know you're all about the links, baby, and swinging those sticks. So I would love to play golf with Austin Reeves. That'd be so sick. And there is a really cool YouTube video. I don't know if you checked it out, but if anyone's Austin Reeves fans and wants to learn a little bit more about him, there is an episode with Good Good. Uh, I believe it's Garrett, not the whole Good Good crew. Yeah, but he GM just, Golf. Yeah, there we go. GM Golf. And um, he just plays, I think, like six holes with him. And he just asks like a lot of... Grant is actually a very, very good interviewer. Grant he, was always my favorite he does it in that group because for our liking, he is not so much a raw, raw. I'm acting a fool out here. Big putts, this and that. It's very much more um, intimate is what is with the feel that I get with him. Yeah. Um, he does that really well with interviews. And so I really like that video with Austin Reeves. You should check it out if you haven't seen it. Is um, it Grant or Garrett? One. Oh, maybe it's Garrett. I think it's Garrett. We're really, uh, we're, we're really just fumbling. The, the other dude is is Grant. He, he's Grant he's, he's, he's a taller, right. tanner one. Yes, Garrett is the Garrett. one I'm talking about. 
We're just we're just fumbling the bag. I'm just thinking about one day when we have you know guests on and this podcast grows to a level where people are actually going to fact check us. Like we're gonna need somebody to sit in the. We need someone to sit with us and like Google things. He's got, and I'm just gonna call it like the correction mic, <laughs> and they can have free game just to correct us the whole podcast. Don't even it could be mid sentence. We just it need like a, a siren, <laughs> silence, right. cut off, just like a quick little bleep, <laughs> stop. Actually, Tommy, you you missed up the name you there. Fool. It's this and this. Um, it's basically we need a third host <laughs> who can interact with us, bring up topics, and tell us when we're absolutely dead wrong. We'll get you nine. We'll get you nine yards there. You just got to get us the you know you be the, the be the vulture yeah, here. You get be us the that push push over there. Exactly. We just need get that extra that little half yard yard. Because uh, we ain't doing it for each other right no, now. No, man, it's tough right now. I think we're just also <laughs> burnt out. I'm burnt out from. Uh, Thanksgiving mainly just was an exhausting, exhausting weekend. Yeah. Holidays you know? are always very, very fun, but they, they take a lot out of you. Yeah. They just because I, you know, family of divorce, you just are constantly traveling. Um, and, you know, in-laws too. Thank God they're not divorced because I couldn't imagine trying to do four things. Mm-hmm. And it's just... Um, it's a you lot. Know, you just got to find out how to plan it with your families. Hopefully, you do what you do, which is you could convince people to do it on different days. And you just kind of make a weekend out of it. Seems to be the most logical thing. But, you know, I get it how some people don't want to do it on non-Thanksgiving day because there's other family coming into town. And, you know, you try to work it out. But obviously, there's a little bit of drama that comes along with it. So... Um, I guess we can just find some silver lining here and just say that, yeah, we, you know, it, we are thankful that, you know, we kind of, we do have both sides going for us right there, you know, like we do have both sides of the fam. So working with it, very thankful. It was a Gary Thanksgiving. Um, a Gary Thanksgiving. Great. I said great. Did you? I said great. <laughs> well, also I'm, I'm part deaf now too. That is true. You're deaf and your back doesn't work. You're deaf in one ear. I'm, I'm definitely deaf in one ear. <laughs> And I have torn tissue in my knee. We are just falling apart. If we ever have a shot at doing the uh, summer solstice at Bandon Dunes, we have to, like, fix ourselves. I got to shave off another good 50 pounds. I mean, let's, can we, can we like, ex- explain this real quick? Yeah, we can love get the it. word out real quick. It's something that we've been wanting to do. I feel like it is one of the um, pinnacle golf trips. Would that it would be? Um, you just go play Bandon Dunes, which is a award-winning golf course in Oregon on the coast. Multiple tracks there. Right. I think there's like eight now. Mostly link style, yeah, primarily, and um, on, yeah, on the cliff up in Oregon, and they are allowing. I don't know how many people. Let's call it a hundred people, just for the sake of it, right now. Right. Um, every single year, you have to like go in and put your name in a raffle, and then those hundred people get to go and play five rounds of golf, or basically as much golf as they possibly can in one day on the summer solstice. And that would be our dream and really cool opportunity to do that. Just a very uh, bucket list, you know. There's not a lot of people that get to do that. It's kind of cool to look back in your life, say you did it. Totally. Um, I think that's why we kind of have it really high up there. But I could not agree more. We would have to go into like a fitness journey. We would have to go into an a, like a bubble for the next year, it feels like, to recover from these injuries. We put just me, put me out there in saran wrap in the real world. <laughs> just <a> duct tape. <laughs> I just, um, yeah, I would love to go do it, but it just feels like our bodies just, I don't know, man. We got a couple more years to be able to do it, I think. This guy's out there are 50 and doing it, which is just something I would love for me to do, but... I got to shave off a cool 50. Sure. And a knee brace probably the whole time. I need to have a bionic back in, installed. <laughs> um, I also need to probably have constant supply of like some smoothies out there because your boy is very susceptible to cramping. <laughs> yeah, you need constant smoothies. And if that, or I'll just take up power walking in my, in my free time. I think we need to train for it. I think like on every Sunday morning, we need to go walk. Like, like ten miles, ten dude. miles with a ba- like with a 
you know, just and like, walk. Not just walk, probably go like hike. Yeah, you want to be like in better shape. You want to work harder than what a you're little, doing. A little bit, because then you can go for a five-mile hike, you know. Yeah. And you're still not putting the so-called wear and tear and grind that you would for just walking a sheer 10 miles, but you're working a little bit harder during, during those five. So that could be a good way to do it. That wouldn't be that wouldn't be so bad. Going up Sunday morning, go for a long hike. Sure. I got Peter's Canyon over here. That, that, ain't, that, ain't, that doesn't sound too bad. Then we can wash it down with a little taco masita or something like that Ooh, afterwards. Taco masita, another fire little spot. Um, switching back to some mainstream topics here, since we kind of were talking about golf, let's get into some Tiger. Uh, it seems like Tiger Woods is going to play a term in a month, and I can't be more excited for the game of golf and the PGA Tour to get their star and idol back. Um, I think this is absolutely massive right now given all the stuff that's going on and still going on with live and PGA, right? Yeah. It's just, I'm over the live and PGA thing. Same. I really just at this point, golf can never just be live. Like it can't be this team thing. Like there has to be two flavors to it or whatever or not. And they just need to figure it out. I'm also tired of hearing about players leaving and not leaving and money and this and bad GM and people are leaving the board. Like, I'm just over it. Just play golf. Just let me forget about what I'm doing here on the Sunday and just go slap the ball around and just shut up. Yeah. Let, Either, let Kind of let your game do the talking, which is what Tiger was so good at. Right. Just go out and play and hit the ball. Play well. If you want to go live, go to live. I'm over it. You want to be a part of that shit show over there that gets, like, no publicity in the eyes of like good golf and Fine. I just, I don't want to, I don't want to hear about it anymore. I'm with you. And you threw a little hypothetical out to me before we started the pod because this can't, this kind of came up really briefly and you were like, dude, if the PGA and live tour are going head to head and butting heads um, throughout the course of this next season, it's going to like potentially ruin golf. Yeah. It's going to really be hard for professional golf to bounce back from. Because at some point, you need to bring eyes onto the game of golf because we had so much buzz. Now, would I like the buzz to die just a little bit so I can get some Orange County golf back into my life at a decent price and a decent time? Yeah, I would. But to keep the game growing and active, you can't just keep having two leagues fighting, joining, not joining, and players leaving and not leaving. It's just too much. And hearing about it all year, like, the Ryder Cup was supposed to be this break, but it was such a shit show from the USA team. Like, it just was, wasn't was a break for me. I still heard live rumors and stuff, even though it was a great tournament. It just... Um, it's too much. It's, it's just over, too much. It's overwhelming. You know, it's, it's it takes away from the limelight, and it separates the good players from all the great players. Um, so having the two leagues is, is definitely something that is going to be more of a hindrance. I think down the line, you just need, you need, you need all the best players to play in the same place. That's yeah. how you, that's how you'd know who's hot and who's not, who's playing well, you know, who's putting together some special seasons because for all I know, you know, Bryson Shan was shot like a, what a 58, whatever that was. Yeah. And, like, apparently it was on, like, one of the worst courses or, like, one of the easiest courses to do, right? Right. You told me something about the but slope. The slope rating wasn't that high. Um, the average field score there was extremely low was all like weekend. like five or six under or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was around. just, like, it wasn't as oppressive as going out and shooting that at Augusta. You, you Obviously, you still got to shoot 58. Right. I mean, like, I can never. Like, very impressive, very cool. But if we're talking, like, tournament impressiveness with compared to other pros, it's not up there for one of the best rounds of golf ever. Sure. And, it, and so I feel like that was – all we heard was he shot 58 and then not, you know, some extra information about it. But I guess the whole point is, is that Tiger coming back and announcing that he's going to play – <laughs> is um, is such a big thing for the PGA Tour and how they're going to be able to maybe eliminate this live talk. Yeah, I think it'll be um, a fun thing to see this year with Tiger Woods taking over and just playing in more tournaments. I know I would love to see him 
come up in one of these tournaments this year, especially maybe in January with the Palm Springs trip coming up would be all time. I don't think he'll ever play in that tournament, not normally when he plays, but maybe because it's warmer, a little flatter, that might be something he want to do. That would be one of the coolest things if we saw him play over there. Yeah, it's not something he usually does. When's the Hero World Challenge? That's soonish. Right? Isn't that like yeah. in, in a couple weeks? Yeah. So that'd be his like early, late November, early December, which then would make sense if he wanted to do a tournament in January. The only one that's really in January that's any decent is the American Express. So, which we will be to. Officially bought tickets. Very excited to go see my first professional golf tournament. I get to go two days. Very fortunate. You know what we're going to do? Hmm. We're going to go live. And the cabbage is going to go live when we're at that tournament. You want to go Instagram live? Yeah, we're going to go Instagram live, baby. I love that. We Catch can do us that. There. Do a little podcast in the backyard or something. We'll be that on the course. Yeah. Whatever we want to do. We're going to be live for a good chunk. And let's see if who can, uh, who wants to turn, like tune in for a little bit. Um, because we'll be also celebrating a little 30th birthday. Yeah, buddy I'm, turns 30. I'm, I'm finally climbing that, you know, getting over that hill. Where did you think five years ago you'd be at when you turned 30? I mean, how cynical do we want to be right now? I mean, I mean, I guess <laughs> mine was like, I wouldn't, I'm basically done working at 30. <coughs> was my goal is at like 21. Like, well, I'm 30. I'm going to be like basically retired. I'll have my own company. Yeah, five years ago. So where was I? I was like coaching. I mean, it's hard to say because then we, you weren't really kind of counting for that COVID time. And that was basically like two years that were just like null and void. I mean, I guess you could have like invented something or whatever, but um, <laughs> I don't know. Like a holes, like the sink, the stinky sock or the stinky shoe remedy. We're just in there batching up a smell for shoes. God, dude. That's uh you remember you're, that movie? You're you're reaching what? Holes? holes? The movie Holes. Yes. Okay, the dad in that movie is they're dead broke. Right, right, right. Right. And the whole time he's in the movie trying to make a recipe to eliminate oh the my God. Of stinky shoes. That's right. And at the end of the show, after they lift the curse and he eats the onion and does all this crazy shit. The he spills something in his shoe, and the smell is gone, and then, yep. then they become rich. Yep, I, I do. I do remember that. There, they adopt the they adopt a son. Mm. It's just a banger of a movie. No, no, I I know the movie. I just I forgot what they were actually like trying to invent. I guess trying I to was, trying to you know <laughs> create. Yeah. So no, I did not have my holes movement of invention. No, you didn't. No. So that's unfortunate. I don't know. Five years ago and where I'd be now, I, I you know, if I was really looking back and I was coaching, mm-hmm. um, that was when I was in London. Then I was like overseas for a little bit. And then I'd come back. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would think that maybe I would have a, maybe my own like running a club or also um, coaching somewhere right. like as like an associate head coach. I saw myself, um, but who knows? So not I, I, too bad. I just abandoned ship on that and then decided to go with more, uh, you know, real world stuff. Yeah, because at the time there was hero money coming in with the coaching. Coaching yeah, tough. It was really tough. It was a total grind. Would I trade it for the world? No. No. I thought it you was, gotta love it. You gotta really, really love it. You spend so. What I it's very eye opening how much time you have to spend. It is like a 60 to 70 hour work week for a good chunk of the year. Crazy. Yeah, it's like 60 hours. I mean, like, yeah, if you want to factor in like traveling um, and like booking hotels, buses, food, like all the in-season stuff and the scouting and the practice and the video sessions. I mean, like you're you're just you're just really working all almost all day yeah almost. you gotta deal with the parents and the kids the yeah not not tough. in college not in college that's true not in college you talk i bet you coach Demp got an email or two from a from a parent in college guaranteed yeah but 
he set it up. I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. I'm not going to say no to that. And I'm sure because there's a, plenty of parents that have plenty of opinions that they that need to be shared. Yeah. Um, Can't blame them. I get it, though, man. Right. It's, you know, it's their kid out there, and they're probably paying. You know, you're definitely paying for your, their education right. unless you're you, you a do, superstar. You do just have more resources, more time. It is so much more comprehensive of an experience other than just high school or club. You have so much more time with, with the athletes. You know, you get all year. You tell them to, like, read a book. You can right. tell them to, like, build culture. We have all this stuff in line. You know, you can essentially make them believe almost whatever you're preaching if you're a good enough coach. Um, and, you know, it's up to up to the players, obviously, to buy into whatever you're saying. But if you're good at delivering a message and, and you're clearly good at it and it's established and you come from a pretty reputable source, you know, it, it, as far as like parent, keeping parents away, I, I feel like it's a much easier task to do. Totally. You know, because um, they're also getting an ed- education as well. When you were in college mm-hmm. and you played D1 volley, did Coach Knight like knew you guys? We'd be like, hey, after a big win, stay safe tonight. You know, oh, I mean, I'm sure. Well, I'm sure he knew. Don't, don't be idiots. If you're going to drink and you need help, call your teammate. Yeah. Type of vibe. I mean, he he knew that we were not idiots. He knew what we were doing. Right. He knew what we were doing. And then I think if we were idiots, he would have found us like in jail doing something really dumb. And so at least he probably he never found any of us really doing that. Yeah. At I least meant me mo- in particular. Right. I meant more like, so, so I'm watching like a college football, you know, after game interview or something and the coach afterwards is like all right boys we know you're gonna go celebrate the victory tonight like be safe if you're drinking call a teammate i'm like if they're in college like these guys aren't most of this is like 99 percent of these players aren't 21 sure they're like it's a very small population that probably isn't 21 in that room right and you know they're all drinking Right. Most of them are drinking. 99% of them are under the age of 21 and 99% of them are drinking. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was just weird to me. It just kind of popped in my head like, do coaches kind of preach the whole, you know, we know you're going to drink, but like, yeah, it was be al- chill. It was always be be smart. That was the, that was it. Right. It wasn't, there was no drinking or anything. It was just, you know, you know be, what you're doing. Yeah. Don't be an idiot. Right. Take care of yourself. We're, don't wear your gear outside. Right. Don't wear any fucking gear. Don't bring that logo around all over the place. Right. Got you know, it. you're the face of, you know, the program and like, just don't be an idiot. So that was always the thing. And be smart. And we're doing something that is going to be more meaningful. And we're doing something that's, we have more time invested, all that stuff. So yeah, some good talks there with that. I guess... I mean, yeah, I had so much, so much higher hopes for the five-year track, but um, you know, here we are, and I'm doing more. I have more flexibility with my life. Way more. Have, You're free on the weekends. I'm free on the weekends. The golf game is and will be thriving. Um, you know, I feel like I've got way more of a of a life actually, just outside. And that, if if volleyball coaching is what I wanted to do. And I had that much love for it. Great. But it wasn't. And, um, you know, and people ask me if I want to go back and coach. Would I ever do that? Because I get asked that sometimes. Um, you know, I give it a good thought. And then I'd probably later down the line, unless I'm unless something crazy happens where I'm super successful. But I, I don't know. Maybe would regret my life. But um, there is a positive where you can in- impact you know, other people's lives pretty greatly in that, in that role as well. That is true. You know, it's always cool having your other great coach that meant something to you Mm -hmm. at some point in your life where you probably needed that, you know, or brought you to the next level. Um, Especially, you know, you you don't know what other players or kids are coming from. They might have a um, very destructive, very um, unsettled childhood parents. Right whatever you would, you know, you can, there's a million different things um, that could come from that. So you just never know where you're, where you're really getting a hold of a kid. Sure. Um, 
I also, you know, was hearing, you know, changing gears here, like where we do here, you know, keep up. We're going from first to fifth to sixth. <laughs> you know, it's just a classic in the cabbage podcast. What, I mean, what else do you expect? It's a bouncy ball effect, you know? You know, if you, you know, you'll catch up, you'll learn. You like a secret little language you pick up on the boys. Um, something about coaching as well was Tom Brady went on, um, you know, an interview and got, of course, got publicized that someone asked him what he thought of current brand of football today. And Tom Brady gave a very honest answer and said, it's not as good as it once was. And then Aaron Rodgers got asked the same question. Aaron Rodgers would agree. And I just find it to be true. The players right now are, like, it seems like aren't as good. I don't know. Like the wide receivers, of course, are great, but Back then, you had like Chayo Chosinko and Trell Owens. And the only person that would say was on that level right now is Tyreek. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's pretty dominant. I mean, for for the last seven years. I mean, he's just been. Dude, yeah, the dude's unreal. been really solid. Uh, he's just. I mean, there's plenty of fun people to watch, but I just find the brand of football right now, like all the penalties and the different crazy ass rules. Like, there's so many times where I watch a football game and I'm like, what? What was that? What was that call? Like, I clearly see he stepped in bounds, but what is that a bobbled ball or is that not a bobbled ball? Because you're going to see it two different ways. Yeah. I, it, I saw the comment or I saw, I saw the part of the interview where Tom Brady was talking about that as well. And I wonder why that is because we're in an age where video is at an ultra premium. It's probably not going to get much better unless you get some 3D simula- like simulation going on. Right. Where you're actually playing against the other team and, <laughs> and, and like in a film session. Right. It, it's as good as it gets. And I Like if, if what we had at Long Beach when I was playing and coaching like five years ago, 10 years ago, like that was really good. Like I could watch whatever I wanted and watch all their attacks. I can watch all their serves in like three minutes right? from five matches. And so like I guarantee you in the NFL, there is something very similar to that. So you could argue they have all of that, all of the rehab, all the video, all the experience and coaching and money. And like, I feel like there's so much to it. Like there, why is it not a better product? Why does Tom Brady say that? Was it because they were making more from less or is the overall quality just dropping because maybe the rules are changing, flags are a little bit touchier, Um, Uh, there's no, you know, hitting with, there's all these penalties when you're like leading with the crown or the helmet. What do you, what do you, what do you maybe make of that comment? He said the coaching isn't as good. Okay. So like coaching players on how to do certain things and how to run your team and the culture behind it isn't as good that they want to protect the offensive player too much that it's on the offensive player to protect themselves and the defensive player to stop them so essentially they are taking away the essence of football because you're you're like okay you can't really do your job as a defensive player which is like at all costs get this guy down on the ground where offense now is like, you can't hit me here, can't do this, can't right. do that, which is, you know, in turn making it hard. Like Tom Brady be like, there'd be games where I play against certain defensive players like Ray Lewis, and I wouldn't throw the ball over the middle of the field because I knew then Ray Lewis would destroy that person. And they'd be out. For and they'd be out for the game. And I, didn't, ha- I didn't have the luxury of losing a player in that way. And so now offenses don't have to worry about that. You can throw the ball wherever the hell you want and you know you're going to be decent or fine. They're not going to change a lot of these rules. They can minimize them and do better for sure. But um, I find it just weird in general, the game. Every week, I am seeing a horrific injury. Mm -hmm. Horrific snapping of a leg, ripping of ACL joints, blowing Achilles out. Just horrific, horrific injuries. And on top of these horrific time-delayed injuries come flags. Mm -hmm. And just people really milking the clock. And then 
when you get down to the end of the game, it's like fourth quarter with eight minutes left and there's two touchdown game and your team has the ball. It's also like, how often do you come back from those games? It's probably pretty little. It's not like the NBA now where you're down 10 with five minutes left in the game. You're like, this is anyone's game still. Right. You're right in this. You, then you're totally. captivated till the end of the game. Yeah. Baseball, unless it's a huge blowout, which is, you know, very rarely is it like a five or six run game going into like the eighth inning. You're pretty much in the game. Football, you can pretty much call it. it yeah. This play means everything. Totally. Like you're on a third and eight and there's four minutes left. You need yeah. the first to keep the ball moving mm-hmm. and you like turnover. You, you almost turnover, see the game like in like, you know, late third quarter, you're down two scores, you know, and you've like been punted the last two times and you're like about to punt again. You're like, this really could be my th- last third and three right here. Right. This could if be we, everything. If, if we punt again and they go up three scores, no chance. Yeah. It just feels like up. you can call games easier. Like, yeah. I, you know. Not for our bets, though. No. <laughs> I meant like when the game's live, like this yeah, yeah, game yeah. is over. Not mm-hmm. beforehand. Unless you're my wife who's in this Pickham's League and has gone back to back with like 20-some other people in this league. Should have them run, have her run our Bovada. I mean, call it like losing money. I mean, we just threw all of our money away on Thanksgiving we took, football. We took so many L's, We dude. lost like 40 bucks that day. Each, though. Yeah, each. Yeah, that was tough. We shared the account. So it was 80 in there, and we just chucked it all to Bovada. We just said, here you go. Enjoy your Thanksgiving meal. We gave thanks. I thought we had a couple of those, but I guess not. I guess it was, I thought it would be very cut and dry, but the games were at least good. Um, Swinging back into Thanksgiving a bit here, I wanted to hear any highlight dishes you had? Anything that changed this year or was maybe better than average? I love the highlights here. Um... I think the one I was looking elsewhere, but the one that I have not had in a while mm-hmm. is party potatoes. And boy, let me tell you. The party potatoes are all time. Oh my God. I forgot how good those things are. They're very uh, tangy. I love the tang. In them. The, the tang. I mean, it tore me up. Yeah. I mean, in just, the insides. Cause yeah, it has, you just can't handle that. It has pounds of sour cream in it and it's her hash browns. I think it's, I'm pretty sure. It's cheddar cheese, sour cream, mm-hmm. butter, and hash browns. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just all of that. And it's baked in the oven. It's got a, it's it's the it's the goaded mac and cheese. It's way better than mac and cheese. Yeah, it's tough for me to agree, but I would say it's my well, my it's favorite. Right, it's right there next to it. It's right next. They're they're kissing cousins. I'm having better party, but I'm having. Better party potatoes that my, that my mom and dad make than if I were to just get whatever mac and cheese is out there. I'm taking the safety route here. Sure, right. there might be one mac and cheese out of out of fifty out there that's going to beat it. I would say because the party potatoes is such an elite dish, you have to put an elite mac with it. Okay, you can't just go. Oh, someone made craft singles. Like, yeah, of course, party that's potatoes fair. are going to be better than craft singles. You know what I mean? So you got to throw out something with like maybe bacon on top with like a thyme herb breadcrumb on top right. of the mac and cheese. Someone who took some time knows what they're doing. So party potatoes highlight dish. Yeah. Party potatoes is the highlight dish. Um, Let me hear the let down dish. Uh, the letdown, unfortunately, was actually the turkey. And that's not usually the case over at the uh, the Rue household. Oh, no. What happened to the turkey? Yeah. The fried turkey. It was just overcooked. It was a little bit of, it still tasted great. And I know they were bumming about it in a big way. Oh, no, they were um, really bummed about yeah, it. Yeah, because they went over to the Red Barn and got these turkeys. Oh, wow. Yeah. And those birds. They were, fry them, don't they? They smoked one and fried one. Both overcooked. Yeah, the smoked one was like a little bit over and the fried one was like roasty toasty. It's, it's got no moisty. It's got no moisty. (laughs) That is all time wordplay, my friend. That's all time. 
Roasty toasty, got no moisty. It was it was dry, dude. It Damn. was it was really it was really toughy. No no gravy saved. I it. mean, yeah, but it still was kind of chewing on leather almost. Damn, <laughs> Roots are taking shots. <laughs> Roots are just taking strays. Oh, they're never gonna want to make turkey for you again. This is what Lloyd told me to say. Honestly, really. No, I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to give myself any saving right. grace. You know, but they, no, they I, 99.99% of the time, they are diming it. Yes. On everything. Right. And so that was that was the biggest um, like head, head scratch. That's why it stood out to me the most. Because normally, right. I go over there and I have the deep fried turkey and it is, it will fuck you up. It is dangerous. Because yeah. they, I don't know what they do with it. Like they salt brine it, and then they do all this. And they, dude, it's so good. I'll just eat that stuff. It doesn't even need gravy most of the time, you right. know. And um, you know, they bought a better bird. It was like seventy, seventy-five bucks for like a turkey from like the Red Damn. Barn. Damn. And I'm like, oh, okay. And so when it came back that dry, it was a little bit of a bummer. But the flavor in the actual turkey was very good. I could tell he was bumming a lot. You Damn. know, it was. Is it Lloyd's job for the turkeys? Yep, that was him, and I sat right next to him. Oh, were yeah. you giving him some warnings, like maybe possibly got pulled that? No, because I was, um, I was doing other things too. I was doing the mashed potatoes. I was doing the green beans. Nice. Um, nice. so you know, socializing stuff. It's outside the fryer, so I was kind of in in the kitchen, a little bit more hands on. But those were the uh, highs and the lows and the lows there. Um. And then also my mom always does a really, really nice uh, flame and young roast. And my dad did a really nice flame, uh, a, a rib roast as well. Nice. And both of those hit pretty well. Um, I think really steak's solid. starting to make a, cha- uh, a change for people on Thanksgiving. Oof. I think a lot of people are doing steaks now. Big roast. Yeah, big Prime roast, rib roast. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, that's more Christmas though. It is. It has to be turkey for me. For Thanksgiving. I'm really glad because I, there's no way I could go turkey, 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 Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Like I, like I, cause I had three need, Thanksgiving. I, yeah, I went turkey, um, filet and then ribeye. Yeah. I, I love turkey. I don't know what it is. I do. I um, do like turkey. It's good. Not I, love the, I love the leftover turkey too. Cause mm-hmm. you can throw that in enchiladas. You can do it with like a mole. You can do it yeah. with a fried rice. Um, I really want to make a turkey stock out of the carcass next year. Yeah, I would. I would do love you do to do it? that. That'd be a good idea. I would just. I, I don't. From I'll take one from um, the in laws, right? You know, and just take it back. Add a, a ton of carrots, onions, um, and some celery in there. Boil that thing down. Yeah, just make an unbelievable stock. Because um, it's it, it's in the fryer oil, or right. it's a, or the smoked one. The smoked one would be great. That would be really cool. I really want to um, snag one of those and take it home. I want to um, every year just spatchcock turkeys, period, mm-hmm. from now on. Mm-hmm. There's did no, you do that? No, I didn't because okay. I, I didn't do any cooking. I just helped with yeah. chopping a little bit, did the stuffing, um, which is great. It's always pretty good stuffing. Fabrox really do it well. I was going to ask for your highs and lows, but you did yeah. you did one main Thanksgiving. One so. main Thanksgiving. Yeah, I stopped by my mom's, didn't really do much there. Just kind of swung by, said hi, had some cheese and wrapped salami, and it was out. Um, Dad's was like a Wednesday. Um, just kind of bagels hung out. So the highlight for me, which is the highlight every year for this, um, the they kind of do it every year, which is their charcuterie board. Oh, nice. They have a really crazy layout really nice cheeses great meats uh you know honeycomb do they they also do like the nuts and the raisins Mm. and like the cherries and like yeah different marmalades oh man like you just it's just a feast of like different textures and sign me up for thanksgiving dinner that's it that's it right there we just do that i do living off that we do they do coffee in the morning with like some sort of like French toasty bread thing they make that no one really touches. Maybe some people, if they're really starving, will have a bite or something like that. And then we come back, we have like an early lunch, like maybe even set up around 11. We kind of did later around the one because we were having dinner later. Mm-hmm. 
and it's just that it carries you over into dinner. Yeah, which that's is just awesome. A great warm up because you're also not like making yourself super full ever. But you're just like constant nibbles, kind of just kind of grazing around. Yeah, you could go up, have some drinks were flowing heavy that day. Yeah, that's great. Um, let down for me, I'm not a huge gravy person. So for me, I, I didn't love the gravy. Um, I just, uh, I thought it was really good. Like it was good, but it just wasn't my favorite. I don't know why. Maybe I got grabbed the wrong stuff because I heard there was two different gravies. Mm-hmm. So I think I grabbed the wrong gravy. I don't really do anything because I just make a little pool of it in my mash every once in a while. Okay. And that's about it. But the jacuzzi board and the mashed potatoes at the Vavrocks house has exactly what you said you're having, but now it's just a mashed potato. It's like sour cream, cream cheese, mm. butter, and whatever else. Yeah. The stuffing, though, for everyone else is the highlight of the, of the Vavrocks house. Is that good? That's the one you had that you, the only one you enjoyed. Oh, that stuffing was great, dude. And um, Aunt Sherry uh, mm-hmm. on Katie's side does a great stuffing as well. That's her thing. Yeah, so it's the really stuff, solid. like the big cubes of it with like a sourdough, focaccia, mushrooms. and It's a lot more earthy and funky than it is soft and mushy. And like mm-hmm. if you're making stuffing with like white bread you have wonder bread in your stuffing it's you gotta stop can't do like, wonder it's bread it's like shredded and it's like a weird mush situation yeah you, you stuff it in the bird and you take it out of the bird mm. can't have that can't you know what's not. actually called dressing if when it's, it's in the bird that's dre- that's um stuffing but when it's out of the bird it's dressing mm-hmm I'm going to call it stuffing anyways. Yeah, please do. My dad corrected me on that, and I was like, wow, wow, really? Dressing? Love that. He, All right. Did you go, oh, you made some stuffing? And he's like, no, it's dressing. No, we got on the top. We didn't have any We didn't have any stuffing with, our dinner, with our dinner. I don't even know how it came up. Does he do a lot of the cooking or all the cooking? He did all the, all the cooking. Pretty decent cook. He's a great cook. He knows exactly. He keeps things very simple and just executes it really well. It's, I mean, that's to you. That's your dad. Yeah. I mean, that's just for you. Sum it up. Sum it all up and put it in one sentence. That's kind of him. That's yeah, his mantra, baby. That's <laughs> keep it simple. Do it right. Um. So he's the one that had the party potatoes, um, pan roasted. He had party potatoes. He had. He brought out the party potatoes and your mom's recipe. Party potatoes. Yeah, he brought it Is out. Is that a foul? I don't know. That might but be he, a foul on the play. He does it every year. That's that's a that's a crazy move. If I was divorced and my ex was busting out one of my recipes, it's a big play. That is a big move. I'm not saying much about it though. It's, it's I mean, it's, you're excited about it. You're yeah. just reaping the benefits, but it's a crazy <laughs> move. It is a little wild. So yeah. he did bring that out with a rib roast um, that was done really well. Very gentle herbs on there with some rose, rosemary, thyme, garlic. Super simple. Asparagus, no fire, pan seared, and a little bit of salt and pepper, olive oil, lemon, football, basketball, football, football on. on all day. Yeah, it's something better. That's like yeah. why Thanksgiving to me is just my favorite holiday over Christmas. It's great. It's just so much easier. Um, my mom's was really solid too because we ended up doing. I did all the cooking actually over there. You're my, kind of the cook now. Aren't my you? mom, my mom had a little bit of a crazy situation, so I just kind of stepped in there, and it was it was a good situation. I I did the, I trimmed the flaming young roast and got it all situated. Nice. And I ended up doing medallions instead of like on the spinning trivet because it was just four of us over there. Um. So I cut like little medallions of flaming young. I did the green beans with some pancetta, and a little bit of balsamic. Salt, pepper. Nice. That was great. And then mashed potato bar. We actually... Mashed potato bar? Mashed potato bar. What's that? Uh, kind of. We didn't have all the accoutrement. But like, oh, so you can like... You do like chives. You do bacon. You do sour cream, butter, cheese. You know, you can dress it all you want or just keep it super That's simple fire. with gravy. See, um, I love everyone's... Th- even if people don't like the Thanksgiving meal, every family does it pretty different and there's always like a highlight or a twist to each family meal that I always enjoy. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're doing fish though on Thanksgiving, yeah, I don't I know have if that, issues. I don't know if that plays. People do salmon. I've seen salmon. 
If I went over to a house to go celebrate and then I, we made salmon for Thanksgiving. Well, it's because you ain't a salmon lover, though. I would leave. You ain't a salmon boy. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just on the principle of the matter, I would leave. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. If someone is, is breaking out a, a big pan-roasted salmon for Thanksgiving, it, it wouldn't feel right. It wouldn't feel right at when, all. Whenever you think of Thanksgiving, I always think of like a meat. Yeah. Like a, like a lamb protein. Ooh, and you know it'd be good? Like a leg of lamb one year or something. Oh, yeah, dude. There you go. Mix it up on the protein or like a pulled a lot pork. Of people, some people don't like lamb, though. Yeah, you got to really do it right. You can't really you can't really play around. There's not a lot of wiggle room for it. Yeah, I know. Um, it'd be fun if we. It'd be really cool if you did um, two kinds of protein, like a lamb, like a like a you know a spatchcock chicken. There you go. I think you just do a bunch of chickens. If you just did a bunch of spatchcock chickens, or if you had the means of roasting chicken on a spigot, like if you just did a bunch of that, like you would not hear a peep from me. Are you sure this is like a sports podcast? No, it's, no, <laughs> I, it's in the cabbage. We go, we go all over. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if you don't like food, I don't it know what true. you. You know, yeah, it's know. one of our hobbies. Well, yeah, no, we love it, dude. We can't get enough. Of I it. mean, it's my favorite, one of my favorite things in the world. Clearly, no, dude. Um, and because you, you can always, we can do a bunch of chickens. You can do like a, a Cajun, simple lemon and herb. Mm. You know, rub some rub some butter on them. I love rubbing butter on the turkey. That's my favorite part. And just massaging the meat, getting all ready. Yeah, just like, after you spent all this work cutting his backbone out. <laughs> and then just breaking the breastplate afterwards. <laughs> and you rub him with butter. Very, it's very, uh, you got to get the wife out of the kitchen when you're doing that stuff. Oh, are you kidding me? Touching, yeah. touching poultry is yeah. like sinful. Yeah, I cut the back for the last year and I had to send Madison to like the <laughs> other room because Center there's no, packing. Yeah. yeah, no way I'm going to hear her. Like, is that okay? Are you supposed to be doing that? Is that safe? Like, I don't know if it's sanitary. Please cut that out. I don't want to eat that. Please like, get out of here. Right. I'm going to Lysol the entire kitchen. Right. I'm not. For, for, I'm not, but for you, I for, will. For you, I'm telling you. <laughs> right. Everything's getting a spray down at the end of the day. Right. Um, please leave. Go have Please some, go take your dog. Go have some wine. Why smack around this turkey <laughs> for about 10 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Try to get this thing in the oven. Uh, I want to do a friend's giving next year. I, I miss doing it, actually. You, you did it really, really well the year prior, and uh, I'm bummed we didn't do it this year. I know, I know Zach was trying to do it, actually. It just was a little bit last second, and I think a couple people were a little too busy for the time. But I don't, I don't know. We gotta, we gotta get that going back next year. Oh, I think, yeah. I think it'd be really fun. Um, I think if like, you know, you did a, did you do chickens or turkey? You did turkey. I did two different turkeys, right? I think we did one turkey, and mm -hmm. I can bring one other protein. Yeah, that could be cool. Or so you, you could two just do smaller birds. Or you can do two turkeys, and I can bring a. a great side or a couple great sides yeah you just gotta have people bring some and it's much easier i've offered to do it in my family like can i bring something and everyone's like no we'll make it when you get there but uh anywho i it think it's time it for some hot takes. hot takes get your hot takes here <laughs> as we did on our last podcast just um we're gonna bring it back see we're if gonna, it's, a word see if we're gonna a spice phrase, it up a little bit a thought to round out your week from uh last week to this week Give me uh, your hot take here, buddy. You're going to put me on the spot here. Okay, I got it here. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm not going to go very far from this whole food topic thing. Right. And I'm going to stay right there at home because let me tell you, I am buying big time the Bon Me sandwich. <laughs> yeah, you're on the Bon Me heavy right now. I think I recently discovered this Bon Me sandwich and I don't know the restaurant's name. But we had it. I had it right before coming over here. I it it goes toe to toe with just about any sandwich. For you, for me, for me, yeah. If you get a really good bon mean, and I'm not saying you just like you can't just grab any mm -hmm. because it, like you know there's. I don't think this one has pate on it. I have no problem with pate. I've had right. one with pate before. It's great. I don't think this one does. Um, this one has more of a Vietnamese mayo gotcha. or butter on it. And, um, dude, it's really, really good. Like, 
a lot of times you get the banh mi where the jalapenos are way too hot or like the meat is just like way too skimpy and like not marinated enough. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of bad ones, but when you find a good one or if we were to make one, I think a banh mi could pretty much go toe to toe with with any top end sandwich. I would agree. Up there, like, you know, out there. Bami is a fire sandwich. I haven't yeah. had good enough good of them. Yeah. Um, my hot take here, it's a very simple one. It's not always greener. I think a lot of times during the holidays, okay. you see other things, you're doing other things. You always think it's greener or you reflect on the year and you're like, wow, it would have been so much better if I had this. You don't know what that would have been like. Can't control it. It's not always greener. You I know. like that, dude. I'm glad you went second because I was just throwing out nonsense and you're coming in with a really, really homey message. <laughs> Hot take. Hot takes. <laughs> All right, buddy. You got any last little words here for the people before we get out of here? Um, you know, you're, I'm going to be coming back maybe a couple shades a little bit darker Yep. next week. Uh, I'm going to be heading over to Mexico, actually. I'm really fun, looking bud. forward to it. Um taking a little trip shout out to the nielsen's for having us over there in zewantaneho it's gonna be um a great old time really, really much looking forward to it and uh so in the cabbage instagram might be looking like a little bit more of a vacation look um, i love that getting some over, views in the stories uh, be great over the weekend so um keep your eyes peeled and go ahead once you do see that that post tell them what they're gonna do or if you go see the story you stumble mm -hmm. upon what we're kind of doing go ahead and give us a like yep go ahead and give us a share yep blast it off to all the friends and fan that you know and uh -huh. then hit that damn follow button yep like it comment Tell us you like us. Tell us you don't like us. I don't care. Just be active. Like Andrew said. Fucking yeah. tell me that I suck and my voice is just annoying. So <laughs> you can do that too. Um, like Andrew said, you can tell us we suck on all major platforms. <laughs> um, you can find us there. YouTube, Spotify. You have our website on Podbean. Um, I do have one more thing. I want to give a little shout out. Mm-hmm. To this guy right here sitting to my left or your right. Ooh. Um, we're, we could be very much live here. I don't want to like jump the gun on this. We're but, getting close. But like the, the video footage on YouTube is coming. It has to happen. And it's, well, it's going to happen. Yeah. Before episode 50, we're going to have a live viewing of us on YouTube. It's going to start growing this podcast to a new level. We're going to have to be a little bit more cognizant on what we say, even though we are on YouTube currently. It's just our voices, though. Right. Um, but, but then it'll be our faces. So shout out to you, buddy. Voices. And then, uh, you know, shout out to you and then just take us away for an all-time close-up. Yeah, buddy. Like Andrew, everything. Subscribe. We're going to be there because we're in the cabbage. And just a reminder, keep swinging. In the cabbage.